3M cheats the American people. The Chinese continue to lie. Communism will never work in America. This is the Matt and Chan Show. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We will accept nothing less than full victory. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Together, we will make America great again. This is the Matt and Jan Show. All right, welcome back to another great day, being able to dissect the latest news cycle and help you decipher what is actually true. The lies stop here. I wouldn't be able to do anything without my main guy, Chandler. Chandler, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, Matt. Um, It's nice to be able to see your face, even though we are still once again in separate cities uh, due to the coronavirus, but we're... uh, we're live FaceTiming each other uh, right now. I know we're going to do a, a screen record, so some of our audience will get to uh, actually see us talking to each other. And uh, and yeah, I, I'm just I'm glad to be able to see your face and uh, glad to do another show with you. Yep. So first off, before we get anything started, we got Bill Withers, who passed away sadly this morning at the age of 81. Do you want to give us a little bit of information on him, Chan? Yeah, so... I just pulled this off Wikipedia. I got to be honest, I didn't know much about him. Definitely have heard some of his songs. Um, But yeah, this is just off Wikipedia. He's the youngest of six children, born in a small coal mining town in West Virginia. Uh, On July 4th, uh, 1938, he was born with a stutter and uh, later said he had a hard time fitting in as a kid um, and went on to enlist in the U.S. Navy at age 17 and served for nine years. So, uh, you know, real uh, American story of uh, achieving success from very humble beginnings, serving uh, his country. Uh, I know you have some more information on him that you'd like to share. Yeah, so he's he's known as the, the artist that sang Lean On Me, Lovely Day, Ain't No Sunshine. Those are his top three songs. We're just going to play a little quick snippet of Lean On Me, just a classic song that everybody knows the lyrics to. Let's play it real quick. Wow, just a great song right there, and this is a time where people just got to lean on each other and help support each other in a a time of crisis and a time of need, and and just help us support our medical workers and everybody out there, family, friends, as we go through lectures and class. It's just, it's a crazy time, and it's a different time than we've ever seen before, so yeah, it's just... Yeah, just rest in peace, Bill Withers. You are one of the greats and will go down in history as a legend. So Chandler, any last closing thoughts on Mr. Bill Withers? Um, yeah, he's, uh, he was a legend. He was 81 years old when he passed away from uh, heart complications in Los Angeles. And yeah, uh, even though he's no longer with us, uh, his music will live on forever. So uh yeah, it's always hard to lose a, uh, a legend in any industry, but uh, like I said, I'm thankful that he will continue to inspire people and bring people together through his music. Yeah, and then his family came out this morning and they said, We are devastated by the loss of our beloved, devoted husband and father, a solitary man with a heart driven to connect to the world at large. With poetry and music, he spoke honestly to the people and connected them to each other. And that family said that to the Associated Press this morning. If you want to go read the article, there's more information. You can find out more about Bill Withers at the AssociatedPress.com. So Chandler, let's get into the news cycle. We got the COVID update, the Chinese virus. So what do we want to talk about first? Um, Yeah, I think we need to talk about how uh, the virus has continued to grow um, as of April 2nd, the number of cases had uh, reached uh, 1 million, which is doubling uh, within the last week. So uh, we're still seeing this exponential growth. Um, I know I've I've been sort of following the statistics, and 
there was a couple of days where it was increasing at a decreasing rate, which uh, that was optimistic. And then now, uh, as of yesterday, at least, it was back to increasing at an increasing rate. So uh, we're we're very far from being out of the woods. Uh, and yeah, I, I think um, we can uh, to. We have to jump into coronavirus news, uh, the, the Chinese virus, as you said, uh, where it originated. We're going to harp on China some in today's episode, as we uh, have done a little bit. Um, China proving themselves to be a very bad actor on the world stage. But yeah, first, let's uh, jump in on just some general news about the virus. So as of yesterday, we had the death toll past 50,000, according to John Hopkins University. And now there's over a million people now that have uh, been and got the virus and now, but there has been 200,000 people that have recovered according to John Hopkins as well. That's a good number. Um, that's, that's good to see people that are healing and recovering. And as we said in earlier episodes, it's about a 99% chance that you're going to get, you're going to get healed from the virus. And just looking at the numbers, it's like, we should be able to get past this. And as an Americans, we have a duty to help each other. We have our social distancing measures to be able just to do that so that we can get over with this and get on and open the economy back up. Because I think that's that's more of the issue at this moment is how can we get the economy going up? But at first, the health issue, of course, we got we to gotta hit that up first. So with everything going on, I think we're getting better each day. And I think Trump's doing a fantastic job. He's addressing the media. No other president, I don't think, would be able to do this right now. Trump's being able to take two-hour press conferences. Obama wouldn't have been able to do it, not even Bush. And he's just getting up there and he's just He's just a businessman. He's taking questions and he's being able to answer all these different things. And he just gets up and gets the job done. I think that's what people wanted when they elected them. And I think it'll pay off in November. Yeah, absolutely. Trump's been proving himself to be a strong leader in this time. And uh, I think obviously he's going to catch some flack from the left um, and some of it well-deserved, but a lot of it uh, just really misconstrued information and, uh, and yeah, that's uh, what we're here to do. Like our, our statement is to, uh, this is where the lies stop. Uh, we're going to bring you guys the truth. And um, yeah, I think maybe the next place to jump to is uh, how the virus is affecting uh, gas prices on the global stage. Exactly. I know they're talking about just gas prices keep rapidly falling. I know this is the cheapest gas I've seen in about four months here in California. We're at like 250 to 265. We're usually around that $3, 330, 350. We're looking at a lot of money for gas, especially in California, how heavily we're taxed, especially with Prop 6 getting passed last year and just all this stuff going on and gas prices continue to fall. Chan, I know you did some research on that. You want to let our audience know what you found? Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, the. This is from a Yahoo Finance article. Uh, the author is Jeff Wengerquist. And um, just noting that the uh, um, the price of gas of Canadian oil has reached about $5 per gallon as of uh, this last Friday. And uh, no relief in sight for uh, COVID-19 means that the gas prices will likely continue to fall. Uh, this article even noting that, um, uh, or th this is a quote, from Raymond James analyst Jeremy McRae, uh, there's no reason to think that oil prices couldn't go negative for a period of time. So obviously that would be devastating to the um, oil industry uh, to have uh, their, you know, to basically have to operate at a severe uh, deficit. But in terms of like long-term energy uh, production, it's gonna be very important that that gets sustained. I know demand is at an all-time low for oil, uh, or at least a, a recent low, uh, with everybody staying at home who isn't an essential worker. So basic uh, supply and demand economics, if there's very low demand, uh, the cost is going to, uh, to drop. And um, yeah, that's, uh, that's the situation that that's in at the moment. Yeah, so I mean, we're going to see continuing drops as, as uh, consumers are not actually at this moment wanting to go out and spend money as we've seen the stock market and it dropped again today with just a new job update as of this week 6.6 .6 million additional uh, people filed for unemployment so now we're at 10 million people unemployment the highest number I think in our history at this time and and this thing is you look back and a lot of people are like oh we saw the Great Depression we saw this 
The thing is, we did it to ourselves. We shut down our economy, and this is all on us. And, and China is to blame for this whole situation. The, the way they've gone about all of this, this is just a disgrace. And China is now profiting off this as they're selling masks foreign and in within. And we even have some excerpts later in the show. We'll hit as a blogger known as Fang Fang is in Wuhan talking about the disgrace the government has done and has shut down people's voices that need to be heard. And they've even shut down her own voice on her blog. So the government, we're going to get into our closing segment later on about communism and the effects of communism because this is just not good. And people want communism. This is what trips us out is each week we've discussed different things in different ways, especially in this election cycles. We've had Bernie Sanders and people like AOC who come out. These people are dangerous, and we cannot let this infiltrate, especially in the stimulus bill, that all this stuff is going to get added in. No, government should not be involved, at least this much involved. It is in a time of crisis a need, but this should not be for the time being in the future. So this is this is something we have to we'll talk about later in the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're always going to be pro proponents of smaller government. There is times, and uh, and this is one of them, where there's a, a global emergency that deeply affects Americans and requires a collective response that you do need some heavy government intervention. But um, as you're alluding to there, we don't want um, this to turn into long-term um, increases in government power uh, because, like we're seeing as a result um, in China, that uh, they have heavy government power, heavy government influence, and it's shutting down free speech. It's uh, causing damages to uh, not just the people of China, which um, is tragic enough, but to the entire uh, global world in terms of deaths and um, negative effects to the economy. Um, yeah, it, like we always say, um, there's a, a great price uh, to pay for um, taking away freedoms and um, you know, we're very thankful for our freedoms here in America, and they just don't have that in China, and it, you pay the price for that. Exactly, and and we're looking at different things that, that China has taken advantage of, and it talked about the South China Sea and, and their expansion there, and they even have islands out there, as a lot of people don't know, and this is a lot of things that are going on. China is trying to be the global power. They are set to be the global power by 2040. And our duty as Americans for what our values that we stand up for cannot let China, communist China, be a world power, especially when they oppress their people. Like at some point or another, the Chinese people are going to have enough. And this is, I think, at some point there's going to be a revolution. And I don't know when that's going to be, but just with all the stuff that's going on, the covering up and the shutting down of people and the killing of doctors and different things in China, it's going to be hard for me to see them being sustainable the next 30 years. I don't know. We'll see. They've been able to do it so far, but I just think it's interesting to see how communist China has been able to just shut down and oppress the people. We don't even know how many people are dying of the coronavirus in China anymore. We don't even know how many people, how many cases. they. After they kicked out the American reporters, the whole thing went downhill. We just don't know what the numbers are. They're saying, oh, we have two new cases, 25 new cases, 100 cases. That's all we have left. I'm like, yeah, right. I don't, I don't believe any of it for a second. Right. Yeah, you, you touched on China's maneuvering in the South China Sea, um, and uh, we have an article here from the Asia Times, and uh, a quote from that, uh, while some people see China's nationalistic messaging as a bid to rally its people during difficult COVID-19 times, others view the increasingly aggressive naval maneuvers as a bid to exploit America's weakened condition to secure new advantage in the hotspot theater, and, and they are doing just that um, as the latter point uh, as the latter points out, uh, they're trying to take advantage of a little bit of a back off by uh, American uh, Navy and Marine presence in uh, in the South China Sea. And there's hotly contested uh, regions that they're trying to gain power over. Uh, and, you know, you said that we don't want to see China become a, a or, or maintain its uh, status as a global power or become like the leading uh, global power. and you know, even though we're we're yeah, we're absolutely in favor of uh, putting America first. I have nothing wrong with uh, China becoming powerful, but that would have to mean that they um, stop being an oppressive regime. Um, you know, if nations are going to be powerful, uh, we want to see them be. Uh, you know, for the open market and free speech and um, the Western values that we hold dear. Uh, 
which leads to people having uh, the most freedoms and, and the highest quality of life in their countries. So yeah, I know, like you look at China and the people, the oppression that occurs in China, how can we help these people? They, there's there's not a lot of freedom in China. The media controls everything. Their surveillance is crazy. I know I heard some people recently that went to China last year for a trip, and the whole thing was there were surveillance cameras at every corner, keeping track of every citizen at all times. So it doesn't surprise me that China has come out and covered this whole thing up from the start. This thing could have been totally avoided if China would have been able to go to the World Health Organization and stuff like that, because they're they're to blame too, because they didn't take it serious whatsoever. So how can we move on from the situation and look at China and keep them accountable? So we look at, I know Ben Sass, a Republican from Nebraska, he comes out and they're doing an intelligence briefing on, on China, and they found out that China continues to lie about the actual death toll and everything going on. And the people have said the United States has passed in the death toll and in the cases. And I'm, I think it's because the United States are testing faster and better than China. And of course, China doesn't want to reveal. They don't want to see be, seem to be weak as the United States has come out and been 100% totally honest. And I think that's why support for Trump has gone up because he's been able to come out and tell the media and everything, hey, this is what's going on, as well as ABC, CNN, NBC have not even been able to or actually not even been able to. They've been they've been not wanting to air Trump's briefings each morning. And those things are going an hour to two. And these are good information to have to the American citizens. And they're not airing them. They're airing Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, and all these other people that aren't even in the position of power to do anything at the moment. They're just a regular citizen. Um, and this is just one of those things that surprised me. Of course, senators um, don't want to don't want to leave that out. But the thing is, when they're in office, they're supposed to help represent the people, and they're not doing that right now. They're coming out and they're confusing people and spewing lies, and they're not even getting accurately what Trump is actually presenting. and And it's weird. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And you know, it's, and it's not just Trump that they're silencing. They're silencing, uh, you know, very uh, well spoken doctors like uh, Dr. Fauci, who. Uh, you know, he's been a, a great voice um, of, you know, reason and uh, rational uh, movement forward in this time. Uh, Mike Pence, who's uh, been charged with leading all of this, uh, the the response to the coronavirus. And yeah, it's really sad to see our mainstream media, not surprising, of course, but sad um, uh, do these, um, or, or really just uh, not air the press conferences that Trump is putting on, uh, which do provide very good information to the American people. It's not partisan speech as far as I'm concerned. It's uh, common sense that all Americans need to uh, be listening to. It's uh, putting into practice the social distancing measures, washing your hands. It's letting us know uh, the status of, you know, masks that we have in need, uh, ventilators that we have in need, uh, where the, the Navy uh, medical relief ships are uh, positioned in uh, Los Angeles and New York, like things like that, uh, that is basic information that everybody should want to know. Uh, they're not showing that. And, and yeah, that's frustrating to see. Yeah. So I have an article here from Asai Simbam. Uh, this is a Chinese blog and uh, this is pretty much uh, what China does. So there's a blogger there, Fang Fang, and she's well known, and she pretty much is in the the low rungs of society in Wuhan. And she comes out here, and she's been talking about her experiences and what the Chinese government has been doing. This is a quote from her: "The assertion that assertion that the virus cannot transmit from human to human has turned Wuhan into a city of blood and tears and endless suffering." And this is just a key example of what China and the amount of disinformation that the Chinese government is putting out there. And there's a lot of suffering going on, and she's trying to get that heard around the world. And I am just glad that we have the opportunity to see some of this. And then we look, let's see right here. She wrote, the government is for the people, and it is an entity to serve the people. But the leaders in Wuhan are pressing citizens to express their gratitude for the Communist Party and the state. But the notion is so bizarre. Like they're Like she said, it's for the entity to serve the people and yet the government is putting out all this disinformation they're saying hey you should be you should be thanking us like this is not this is not what you should be you should be telling your people that are suffering from the coronavirus and and just the different cover up methods that they use people are dying people are suffering and the chinese government's not doing anything about it they're oppressing their people 
and this is just not good look for China. And if more of this information needs to be heard, and I'm glad we're talking about this because a lot of people, we can blame China. But the thing is, these people that are citizens of China are still human beings. And we're our goal on this podcast is to be able to help promote democracy and freedom and to have these people be free. And the communist government is not doing that. Absolutely. And, and communism will always oppose uh, freedom. You know, I'm glad that uh, we have the Internet where uh, someone like Feng Feng can write these uh, uh, this criticism. I don't know what kind of consequences she'll face for, for doing something like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's absolutely uh, spot on what she's saying that that, you know, the the communist government in China is a self-serving entity. Uh, when it should be serving its people. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people in America who are, are pushing for the same kind of policies that China has. And uh, if they expect it to serve, truly serve the people, have another thing coming. I think if you really want uh, a government to not serve itself, but to serve the people, it should be run by the people and before the people, um, uh, as, you know, our, our founders intended. And yeah, it, like we'll always say, it's uh, it's frustrating and it's sad to see uh, China act the way it has. Exactly. And this is the reason why we do this podcast is people need to understand that America supports the the values of freedom and liberty and communist China does not. And a lot of people take for granted what United States, the United States stands for and this is like one of our goals is like we want to come out and we want to inform people on what China is actually doing because the mainstream media is not going to cover this. It's it's not. It's every every week we see it. The mainstream media is is now part of of the government. They are they are full on flag support for the Democratic Party and they're just another wing of it. They, if you go on there, they have nothing good to say about President Trump. They don't want to air President Trump. And it's funny because at first they were airing President Trump during all of the coronavirus because they're all oh, he's gonna He's going to look unpresidential. He's going to look like he doesn't know what he's doing. And now they're not even wanting to air him because now he knows what he's doing. And there, and then we have Nancy Pelosi coming out with an oversight committee for the coronavirus. And I was talking to Chandler just a few days or just yesterday. And, and it was interesting, like with the whole thing, I don't know, Chan, you, you talked about having uh, the idea of this would be a good idea to have some oversight on what the response is to the coronavirus, but it's being done by people with the wrong intention. Absolutely, yeah. It, it's being set up as, uh, as you noted, like possibly as a second impeachment effort, or at least to really make Trump look bad. Which you know, it seems that that's the Democrats' only concern at the moment. Uh, not with actually pushing good policies, not with getting anything important done, just by making Trump look bad. Um, you know, even their own constituents shouldn't be happy about this. Uh, but yeah, there is absolutely need to look back and see what did we do wrong leading up to the coronavirus you know uh we didn't have enough uh of a, a store of masks available a lot of our supply um, of medical equipment and and medical supplies is coming from overseas you know maybe we need to look into that and and see if we can have more domestic production of those things um things like that and and yeah there was a, a bit of and and for myself included uh, a of uh, a foolhardiness in the approach to this virus. Oh, it's just like the flu. It's not even as bad as the flu. And now we're seeing, yeah, it, it is a lot worse. And um, the level of seriousness of approach that we have to take towards it, very, very few people were actually considering approaching this as seriously as we are now. You know, you've mentioned uh, to me that uh, that Nancy Pelosi was pushing that uh, it was safe to enter San Francisco uh, this was back in February, I think you said, uh, like earlier, mid-February. And so, you know, for these people to assume, oh, Trump uh, didn't treat this seriously enough. Sure, that that makes a good point. But neither did they. Um, and, you know, Trump did do a good job early on shutting down travel from China, um, like very, very early on uh, in our awareness of the coronavirus and, uh, you know, Sure, he, he wrote it off as uh, not that important early on, um, but as more information became available as a, a result of it um, spreading to become uh, closer to being a pandemic and eventually becoming a pandemic, um, you know, Trump did uh, move forward with some appropriate responses. 
Congress has uh, been responding well, somewhat in a, a bipartisan manner. And yeah, it, it's taken time for us to realize uh, how serious this issue is. Um, so for anybody to criticize only Trump or only the Republicans, or conversely to criticize only the Democrats um, for not having the appropriate response to this early on. Well, sadly, nobody did. Um, but to look back and see what we could do better to prevent this uh, from happening or from getting this bad in the future um, is a good thing. Exactly. And and it was just February 24th that Nancy Pelosi comes out and she is out here on the streets of Chinatown. And a lot of people in conservative talk, radio and podcasts have been discussing Nancy Pelosi's been out here all over the place, like in in Chinatown in San Francisco. And she's out here saying, oh, it's good. To, it's good to come out. And it's because businesses was dropping in Chinatown because of the coronavirus. And she's out here. And this was just post uh, impeachment hearings. And she was out here in the streets and She's saying, oh, yeah, it's safe to come out. And President Trump had already cut travel from China. And China usually has about 7,000 people arriving at our airports in San Jose, San Francisco, and LAX. So it's just kind of crazy to look at. The coronavirus was already here, and Nancy Pelosi was already out and was out in the streets doing all this. And it just, it just goes to show the incompetence of the left. And there's an agenda, as we saw with the stimulus package. And there's just so much stuff that the, the left is going to continue to do until this whole thing is over. And even Gavin Newsom comes out and he says, this is a time that we should come out and we should have progressive movement. This is like where we can get stuff done. Progressive, progressive. And even Chuck Schumer came out. And he goes, I think this is some time we need to get in the Green New Deal. This is the time to do it. And I'm like, no, that's not the focus. That is not the focus whatsoever. This is to stimulate the economy and to get people back to work and to get everything open again. Because that's the only way we're going to be able to move forward from this. We're not going to be a country if we cannot be open. It's just plain and simple. Exactly. And, and a lot of people are criticizing that approach. And I don't understand why. You know, people are saying like, oh, uh, all of a sudden Republicans don't care about life uh, when, uh, you know, the economy is in danger. It's and, and they're uh, assuming that it's like to protect the wealthy. Well, let me tell you, it's not the wealthy who are going to be hardest hit by this coronavirus. It's uh, the lower and middle class people uh, who are, are living largely paycheck to paycheck um, or, you know, maybe have savings enough for a few months of, of hard times. But um, certainly can't make it, uh, you know, four or five, six months uh, without a paycheck. And, uh, you know, to, to say anything otherwise is just foolish um, or badly motivated. Um, yes, we do want to, to uh, save as many lives as possible uh, through uh, measures to flatten the curve. Um, you know, not overwhelming our hospitals uh, and the number of ICU beds and ventilators that we have available. Um, but at the same time, we need to look into the future and into uh, to people's uh, lives moving forward, um, especially lower and middle class uh, Americans uh, need to get back to work and want to get back to work. You know, I, I don't hear too many people complaining uh, or, or, or celebrating the fact, um, oh, yay, I don't have to work for the next month. Like, no, people want to get back to work. Exactly. And I think people just want to be out and about. We we see it in our parks. We see it everywhere across the country. And people just want to get out. People want to live life again. I think people are going to cherish life now and just being able to do the little things like Chandler. It feels like it was just yesterday that we were just sitting down at a restaurant eating food. And now you can't even do that. So it's just like, wow, the little things we took for granted are now all stopped. And now people are like, oh, no, I'm not going to take that for granted. So it's just looking at the possibilities of just going back to regular life, going out with your friends, going out to go see a movie, going out to get frozen yogurt, stuff like that. The little things, just a McDonald's run with the friends. Like you can't do that anymore. Like just shout out AJ, Seth, all those guys, just being able to go out and do those little things. And now it's all gone. Yep. So it's just, we'll, we'll see what, what moving forward. We just need to get the economy back up and running because people need to work. People want to work. And I think that's the only way we can move forward with this. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It's the the question is how soon and and how can we get there? And I think unfortunately we don't really have those answers yet. And and that's a, a frustrating reality that we don't know how soon we can uh, return to uh, to even somewhat normal. I'm not saying uh, being able to go to uh, movies or sporting events where there's large people gathered. Um, 
and uh, probably not even the same types of experiences at restaurants where you sit, you know, close proximity to a lot of people. That's going to take a long time for that to get back to normal. Um, but just to get back something uh, approximating normal where, you know, a lot of people are, are um, back at their jobs and uh, industries are starting to pick up again. We don't know how, how long that will be, but hopefully sooner than later. Exactly. And so we're going to move on. So as we're talking about people staying at home and having to do things, this week the media freaked out about Mike Lindell going out at one of the pressers for Trump, and people were most angry about of all things. He encouraged Americans to read the Bible, and there was so much backlash from the media and people thought it was just an ad campaign for my pillow to come out and sell pillows. At, but the thing is, do people look at the statistics? They are taking seventy-five percent, seventy-five percent of their production, and they are now pushing it toward making masks. So they have changed their production scheme, and they're helping out. Unlike 3M, we'll get to them in a second because that's messed up. And it's just looking, it's just going out because. The only person, or not the only person, but the only being at this time that can do anything is God. In, in literally reading the Bible, getting into the Word, we are a conservative Christian podcast, if people don't know. These are values that we hold true, and this is these are the same values that America was founded on. So our rights come from God, not from government, as we've said before. And this is, these are just little things that we have to do daily because I think with God's grace, we'll be able to move forward. Absolutely. And, and, you know, this has been a time just speaking personally, like um, I have been uh, a little bit more, um, uh, I've been reading the Bible a little more. I've been praying a little more uh, for our world. And, you know, it, these are things that as Christians, we should be doing frequently anyways, but sometimes it does take a, a large uh, crisis to uh, to turn to God. You know, that's a, that was a theme throughout the Old Testament um, that like, uh, you know, the, the Israelites would turn away from God and then he would uh, bring some sort of uh, disaster on them and they would all turn back to God. And for, uh, you know, the, the CEO of MyPillow to come out and uh, to call for that, I think is a, a very noble thing and a very good thing. Exactly. And I think it's good because people need to hear this, but our media just freaked out. And this is what we keep saying. CNN, the Clinton News Network. We got fake news. We got Jim Acosta. We got all these guys coming out, and they're just spreading the most like crazy lies I've ever seen. They're coming out, oh, Trump needs to use his power like a dictator. Why isn't Trump doing this? Why isn't he acting unpresidential? It's like we can't even air him anymore. He's too good. He's winning too much is what I, I like to say. And just looking at what he's done as, as president, he's been able to accomplish all these things in three years. If we would have looked at this three years ago under Obama— and remember Obama, 1%. That's it. We are done growing. This is going to be the no the new normal. And President Trump comes in, shatters expectation. Obama's legacy in, in shambles. And now we have an economy. If we would have not had the economy we were at in the, in the past three years going into this crisis, oh my gosh, we would have a lot more jobs lost. We have a lot more people hungry. We would have had a lot more issues. But our economy was doing so well. We, it did destroy three years of growth. Don't get me wrong. That's not good. Because we shut ourselves down, like it is, it is self-inflicted, and I think we should have waited before we kind of took these. I or not waited, but I think the measures we took were necessary. But we also need to have a target date. Let's get a target date. If it's going to be May first, let's have May first, but not not keep leading people on. I think that's the biggest thing. You can't lead people on a week at a time. Hey, we're just going to next week. Next week's going to be it, and then soon it's going to be October, and we're going to be like, what's America anymore? We don't have any money. We don't have any things. We're borrowing. Like with this, the past stimulus, we got about a month and a half to cover expenses. Like that's about it. But after that, it's going to be another stimulus package. And we got stuff like the Green New Deal, which is a complete garbage of anything that I could say for that. And I think we just got to look, hey, these are the needs. This is what we need to spend on. And even the stimulus package just got passed. I'm not happy with it at all. There's a lot of stuff in that package that shouldn't be there. Go back and listen to last week's episode if you want to hear some of the stuff we had on that. There's a lot of information you need to know because there's going to be a lot of stuff in these next stimulus package, I'm assuming, where we're headed, especially in California. I don't know what it looks like yet with Gavin Newsom, especially if he wants to go progressive. 
Um, I just don't see, we got to see an endpoint, and right now we don't have the information to do so. You're spot on. And, and I think another, uh, another positive result of the Trump presidency is there has been increased uh, manufacturing in the United States, and uh, that is serving us well in this time. Uh, and, you know, companies like MyPillow, Ellipse International, the tablecloth company, uh, Hanes, uh, like, you know, the, the undergarments company, uh, they've transitioned to making a lot of masks. Uh, I know you alluded to that with MyPillow. Uh, and then additionally, Ford is helping uh, General Electric Healthcare uh, produce ventilators. Uh, and so, you know, we have a, a strong American presence. Uh, you know, Origin USA, uh, which is a company that Jocko Willink is affiliated with, they're making masks. Uh, they also make like jeans and uh, jujitsu uh, apparel. Uh, you know, like all these American companies with American sourced goods are stepping up and making masks. Some of these companies donating them or selling them at a low cost to uh, healthcare uh, workers. And um, yeah, it's, it's great to see the American spirit being innovative, being generous, uh, hardworking. And um, that's uh, another thing that's unsurprising and is a a positive outcome of this uh, is that we get to see how good-hearted and how uh, innovative Americans can be. Yeah, but we have 3M. That's true. Yep, 3M, if you don't know, came out yesterday, and they were criticized because Florida is in need of masks. And on Tucker Carlson last night, we had the head advisor for getting these masks to the people of Florida, and... 3M has been selling these masks to foreign countries overseas, whoever the highest bidder is. So Trump actually had to invoke the Defense of Production Act, pretty much prioritizing 3M to make sure these N95 respiratory masks should be for America. And it just makes me sick that 3M had the idea, hey, we're just going to sell outside the U.S. I think we can make more money. And the thing is, they're working with brokers. So this thing is broken down is they're working with brokers that work with the people sending these things out, and they're just like, hey, whoever's got the most money, we're going to take it, highest bidder. They're out there auctioning these things off pretty much, and Americans are here needing these masks, and there's a shortage in Florida right now. They're trying to get these masks, and Trump is coming back with the Defense Production Act. Hey, you need to be making them here, and I think Trump is having is putting his foot down in this situation because we, if you're an American company, you need to be helping out the people that matter first, and that's Americans. And we've seen Ford and, and, and countless others come out and help support and change their whole manufacturing. And these people produce cars, and they're coming out, and they're now putting all these masks out. My pillow makes pillows. 75% of their production is going toward masks now. So let's move. As Americans, we need to come together and unite, as we did in our World War One and World War Two. Come together. Let's fight this coronavirus and get back to where we are and where we were going under President Trump. A good economy, a three to five percent GDP growth each year. Like, let's get back to the normal. And I know Joe Biden, it's not going to be normal. We're going to have it's going to be a new normal. Of course, it's going to be a new normal. We're probably going to have cleanliness standards go up. So when we look through all this stuff and under President Trump, which I think will get reelected in November, it is it's strong. His polling has just been through the roof at the highest of his presidency, 49%. And his Gallup response, it's going up each week. So yeah, any thoughts, Chandler, on 3M and their disgraceful practices and just the different things they've been doing? Yeah, uh, you know, it's spot on, uh, your critique of them. And I think, here's the deal. In a normal um, normal situation without a, a global crisis like we're facing right now, it's absolutely acceptable to sell to the highest bidder that's how the free market works and it's a good uh, a good thing and and if this was normal circumstances i wouldn't criticize 3m at all for their practices uh, but you know we're in a time where uh, we need american companies need to put americans first uh it's the the moral thing to do and it's also um from a business perspective you want to appeal well to um to Americans because you know that's who's going to be buying their stock that's going to be uh, who's buying their uh, the majority of their product in the long run so yeah terrible practice I, I really uh, hate it 
Um, and I, I think it is appropriate uh, what Trump did in the short term. Now, I, I don't want to see that, uh, like I said, long term effects on uh, the um, the free market in this way. But in the short term, with the, the global crisis, it's absolutely appropriate to uh, to discipline them and to keep uh, their product that they make. And that is very important um, here uh, in America, you know, where it's most needed. You know, Florida, New York, California, uh, that are, are being hit very hard, New Jersey, uh, by the coronavirus. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think what I got to do is I got to pull the gavel out. If you're on YouTube watching right now, I just got to put it, put it to, put it to end. I think 3M, it's not right what you did. And we got to be out here, defenders of the truth right here. And just being able to look at the different things. And if you didn't know how to gavel out, I was hitting it down. I was just like, Hey, you're not doing the right things, and I'm, that's just our ruling here on the Matt and Chan Show. That is the most un-American thing I've seen here in the past week or so, um, besides China over there. But yeah, it's just a it's a it's a weird and sticky situation with 3M doing that. I think they should have been meeting the needs of Americans. I know uh, that he that the people that in Florida needed those masks were not able to get those masks because they were sending all their masks all the way across the world. So, and I know China has been profiting off masks and sending out fake masks and all kinds of different things and fake tests. And these people got to be accountable and, and 3M is going to be accountable. All right. So before we like hit our closing segment, which is going to be on communism today, Chandler. So what have you been up to, man? I know we don't really ever talk too much about our own situation. We usually have callers on the show, but I know there's some stuff out like Tiger King is out on Netflix. There's a lot of talk about that and some other things. So anything you got going on, like you still doing workouts or cross country, like those races that you run or yeah, just let us know. Yeah. Well, I'll say first off, I haven't seen Tiger King yet. Uh, I think maybe, uh, maybe in the next couple of days I'll I'll sit down and watch it. Um, Everybody's talking about it. So like maybe I'll, I'll do that. Uh, I'm almost uh, watching uh, Parks and Recreation. I'm on the uh, the very last episode. I, I'll watch that either today or tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that, um, the, the series finale. So to all of you Parks and Rec fans out there, almost done with it. Absolutely great show. If you need a show to binge watch and you haven't uh, watched it, um, that's a great one over break. Definitely gets my recommendation. Um, you know, just adjusting to online classes still, still trying to... Uh, to figure out my schedule and stuff, uh, you know, that's a common struggle, but it, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, and I'm certainly thankful uh, that we're able to continue our education online uh, and progress through uh, this semester. Um, and then in terms of training, yeah, I'm still running uh, often twice a day, um, almost every day. And uh, I do have a race on the calendar for May 31st. It's very likely that it, it will get canceled, um, but it's not yet. So uh, I'm excited. It's a half marathon, um, and I, I'm training very hard uh, for that. Um, and, yeah, we'll see. You know, I, I'm not too optimistic that uh, it will actually still start, but I was granted um, elite entry into the half marathon there. So, uh, you know, they, they gave me a, a free entry to that race. And uh, so the, if it does get canceled, I'm not out anything, thankfully. Uh, but yeah, it's fun to have a race on the calendar. I know to any athletes out there, you know, it's it's going to be a long time until we compete again, uh, very likely. And, uh, you know, that's it's the sad reality. But, um, you know, that's another part of being adaptable. And, you know, I, I know you're, you're still playing golf. You had a, a really great uh, round of golf uh, was that last week or a couple weeks ago. Have you played since? Um, I have only played nine holes. It wasn't as good. It was a couple over par. But I went out two weeks ago and I played on a Sunday afternoon. It was crazy packed out there as we're doing social distancing out at Sunnyside Country Club. Been doing a really good job of that and a lot of cleaning going down when I go to work. But yeah, no, I went out. I was like, man, I haven't played in a while. It had been three months for people that don't have context on how long I hadn't played golf. And I'm a, I'm a high 70s, low 80s guy most of the time. And I, I go out and I'm like, oh man, I started playing. I said, oh, I'm playing pretty well. Finished the front nine, one under par. Didn't have as much luck on the backside. Went two over. But I shot one over on the day, and I was pretty happy with that. A 73, that was my best score out at Sunnyside. I think 74 or 75 was my best score. So it was a new a new PR out at the country club. So I can't do it in track right now, but I'm happy, though. I was very happy making putts. I was draining putts. I probably had eight or nine one putts. If people that play golf, 
it's a great day. And it was just it was just rolling. Driver going over 300. It was wow. It was a fun day. I was just like, man, if every day of golf could be like that, I'd play every day. <laughs> yeah, right. Wouldn't we all? It, to those who who don't know much about golf, like just to put that into perspective, that's very very good. Like you know, it, I I would imagine if a, a pro were to go out to Sunnyside, maybe shoot like you know six or seven shots better than you uh, on a on an average day, but. You know that would be a, a professional. So uh, you know certainly uh, that puts you in uh, to pretty rare uh, ranks uh, in terms of amateur golfers in the Central Valley. You know there's only uh, uh, you know a couple dozen of people who could uh, do that on a regular basis. So you know uh, kudos to you. And it, it it's pretty crazy that uh, they haven't shut down Sunnyside Country Club yet. I know we were just talking that most other courses. Uh, in the valley, certainly uh, in Fresno, have been uh, shut down, and and uh, you know it's hard to op- operate with all the the social distancing measures. You don't want to be held accountable if uh, there is some sort of spread of the virus. So I'm sure Sunnyside is uh, counting those risks, uh, and yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I know Belmont just closed yesterday. Hank Swanks closed yesterday. I know. I think Sherwood closed yesterday. So. A lot of courses are shutting down. Sunnyside, I got to say, on the behalf of what we've been doing, we've been doing a good job. We've been cleaning everything, cleaning the carts. Everybody has been doing a good job of being and practicing the social distancing measures. So no fear out there. I feel like we're doing a good good job right now. Just least amount of contact. It gives people an opportunity to go out and get exercise. And I know Fresno, it's been a touchy subject lately. It's like, do we allow people to do that? But the thing is, people are going out and walking in groups and stuff and families. So it's tough to say. It's like we can't crack down everything. So, but yeah, no, it's been it's been interesting, man. I, I got to say, Tiger King, got to check it out. I was kind of skeptical about it. El Rushbow is kind of down in it a little bit. Charlie Kirk praised it. So it's kind of hard to say, like, who's going to come out and like, I, you just got to see it for yourself, I guess. But it's been, it's a very compelling, interesting story. You have your you have your people that are like, yeah, it's I think it's Carol. She's on there. She's she's either the enemy and then the other guy, I think it's Joe, and, and just all this drama that builds up in the show. It just kinda keeps little parts at a time, kinda keeps you in it. And it's just interesting. It's cool. It's weird to see like these animal like rescue places and stuff and just they're breeding tigers and it's just an interesting watch. I think you gotta check it out, Chan, and anybody else watching. If you haven't seen it, I know it's been the big hype. I'm not a big hype person that wants to watch everything that people talk about, but this one's been interesting so far, so I'm going to keep watching. I know it's seven episodes in right now, or it's a seven docu-series, so if you get a chance to watch it, I say check it out. Yeah, no, I, I think I will. Uh, another show that I, I I don't know what the timeline is exactly, but I'm really hoping uh, that Disney speeds up the production of the second season of The Mandalorian. I would really, uh, would really enjoy uh, watching some of that. I know that reminds me. I need to finish that series. I've I've been a little behind on that. I know when it came out, I was like, oh, finals and midterms and all this stuff is happening. I was like, oh, I can't watch it. And people were binge watching it. I'm like, oh, so I'm only a few episodes into that. I actually probably should finish that. I've, I've been hopping around on Netflix and Hulu. And I bet all these places are loving the great amount of people that are watching. So maybe help us oh, out yeah. on YouTube a little bit. So. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I've been spending way too much time on YouTube and on uh, on who. That's probably why my online classes have felt so hard because I'm spending all my time online not doing classwork. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, Chan, you ready to hit our closing segment? Yeah, let's move into that. Um, I'll, I'll let you uh, open us up on communism. So we wanted to do communism mainly on the fact that China is communist and we got people like Bernie Sanders out here in AOC. I think these people need to be shut down and just because these aren't things that America was founded on and it shouldn't be things that are implemented into the United States. And and it's just a question for the audience. Who do you revere? Do you revere people like Washington, Jefferson and Hamilton? Or do you support people like Hitler, Castro, or Stalin? Those are some key questions because I think it's pure evil at its finest. It's like when you look at how many deaths accounted for, for all these people combined, it's it's crazy. And a lot of people don't know is since 1917 when the Bolsheviks seized the Winter Palace, now St. Petersburg, there were 100 million deaths that have resulted from communism and it continues to go up with China covering up deaths. And these are just a key example of 
communism now and this is just like we said earlier oppression at its finest these are people that want to shut down people and go against everything that us as americans do and then i have a quote from ronald reagan i think it's there's some irony a little bit of uh comedy here but i think it's but it's like very true and he goes how do you tell a communist um well it's someone who reads marx and lenin and then how do you tell an anti-communist is someone who understands marx and lenin so somebody that's an anti-communist understands that these are not good things and we are not going to live in this utopian society if you go back check out the reagan speeches during the cold war era they are great fantastic speeches and even even now trump is we are never going to be a communist nation we are never going to be socialism is never going to be adopted in the united states i think the day socialism is adopted in the united states it's the end of the american dream the end of the united states as a whole so chandler what are your thoughts on reagan's quote and just maybe the question of like the history aspects of of communism and the disastrous effects of everything like what are your thoughts chan yeah uh a couple of thoughts one i i love that quote when i i saw you had that on our, our show notes uh it, it's a, a perfect quote to uh encapsulate uh how people understand communism and you know we don't people who uh who are in today's education they don't understand uh marx and lenin you know they they will uh they'll read something like uh Marx's Communist Manifesto, and they'll they'll see things that they like out of there. Um, you know, they'll they'll be like, oh, the uh, the people are oppressed, and uh, they're oppressed by this ruling class, and we need to rise up as a group of people. Um, but they don't understand that uh, the end uh, end of that is Soviet gulags. It's uh, breadlines, as Bernie Sanders is such a big fan of breadlines. Uh, Breadlines, the best thing ever. Everybody gets bread, everybody gets water, and it's free, everything. Right, exactly. Um, and I, I thought it was interesting when you asked uh, who you revere in history, you included Hitler um, in, on the negative list, and people are going to be like, oh, Hitler's not communist, uh, he's a Nazi. And, and yes, that, that's true, but after for what the Nazis were, they were the National Socialists. Uh, they were in favor of government takeover of the means of production and um, extreme government influence on day-to-day -day life. And uh, so, you know, our, our problem isn't just with communism, it's also with socialism. Anytime we're having uh, the government takeover aspects of production or uh, aspects of day-to-day -day life, such as the healthcare uh, sector, uh, it, it's not good. Uh, and then there was a notable name that I thought was missing from your list, and I think it's timely, um, it, and that's uh, Mao Zedong, the, uh, the um, Chinese communist dictator who um, brought uh, in red China, communist China, uh, with an untold number of deaths uh, related to that, but in, in the millions. Uh, and in the period of time when you had uh, um, Stalin establishing his regime in uh, the Soviet Union and Mao Zedong uh, in China, you know, that, there was just so much bloodshed in the 20th century as a result of communism and, um, and, and in the name of socialism. So I think we need to be very, very careful what political systems we uh, prop up. I, I think we need to um, not trust the government to have solutions for us. Uh, it, it's up to individuals uh, and uh, individual people and organizations to make their own decisions. And the government shouldn't be making decisions about where you go to school, where your money goes, um, which hospital you can visit, what doctors you can see, um, what brand of food you can buy. Those aren't decisions that the government uh, gets to make for you. Like you said, uh, rights are God-given. They're not government-given. And that's what communists uh, who read Marx and Lenin but don't understand them, um, that's what they get wrong. They think that uh, the government is supposed to provide all these goods and services for you. But in reality, um, you're supposed to go out and, and earn those for yourself. You know, in the, the very early days when America was being settled, before it was the United States of America, uh, I, this was either at Jamestown or at Plymouth, and, and you may know better than I do, but... 
they set up a rule that if you don't work, you don't eat. So, you know, they were largely in a collective type society. Um, do you want to touch on that a little bit? Oh, yeah, James Jamestown, exactly. I know I visited there two, two summers ago. Yeah. And the, that was just one of the things. If you don't work, you don't eat. And that was, and that was our first plantation, or not plantation, but uh, first uh, settlement here in, in America. And there's a, there's various ones on the East Coast. Virginia, if you ever get a chance to visit, Washington, D.C., and anywhere on that East Coast. There's so much history to be learned. And I just went to Boston in February before all this happened. And it's crazy because we were even traveling just a little over a month ago. But so much history there. If you get a chance to visit, I think... It's, it's very excellent. I'm just giving a shout out, a promo for tourism in, in Virginia. I love it there. It's so beautiful. I can't wait to go back. But yeah, Chan, I, exactly what you're saying. If you don't work, you don't eat. And I think the basic ideas of the American dream is you have an opportunity, clearly an opportunity to be able to move and 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 do things that other people aren't able to do in other countries. There's a lot more freedoms here. You have freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and we have the opportunity to come out and and do the things we want to do. If you want to open a business, you can open a business and you can go and you can be successful at that. If you want to go and do hospitality, you want to work in hospitality and help people and, and do things along the line, you can go and do that. If you want to do anything, you can do that here. If you have the work ethic to do so, you can't expect the government to come out and give you a handout every time. That is, There's nothing about that that screams, wow, I am productive. I am a person that is 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 a meaning of life like we look at that like what do you want to accomplish in your life i feel like you don't don't do that by taking government handout sitting on the couch watching netflix so i just think it's when you look at it it's like you you take away from somebody's life and that's why i think it's like you look at different things that are out and it's like like abortion as an example is when you take a life of a baby away that could be the next albert einstein the next martin luther king and these are can be great people, and when you when you get people to subvert to the government, and you are a servant to them, then that's when you and that, that just takes away life in general. So those are just some of my thoughts on all that. It's just it's a it's a it's a different time right now, and and I just would would hate to see this great country, this 250 years of history that we have in the United States, go down in shambles because we let people come in and institute things that this country was not even founded on that they want to rip up the constitution they want to start over that we need to give people the indigenous people back their land that we stole this land that is a whole bunch of malarkey and we have to stand up and that's what me and chan do every single week on this show is to stand up for the american values that we were founded on 250 years ago so before we end i just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh Chandler for making this happen. I know we got this video connection. I think this is a great thing. We got to keep it going. And we got the YouTube channel coming out. It's going to be the Matt and Chan show. Find us on YouTube. And then any other social media platform, you can follow me and Chandler on Twitter, on Facebook. And we kind of keep updates on the show. We're working on maybe building up a website. That's going to be interesting. I think that'd be cool to put our show notes up and just see, hey, these are the articles we mentioned in today's show. And these are some books that you should read. Or, hey, this is like different things like information for young conservatives old conservatives people that need to see the greatness of this country so and just going on there maybe have some some quotes daily something like that we're gonna work on it i think we're just we're seeing everything we're testing the water this is a new thing right here so um and we got merchandise coming so we got t-shirts being made right now so if you want to order a t-shirt we can order it any color any size and we can get that sent out to you just email us at the matt and chan at gmail.com and if you want to join up we're also going to get i think it would be good if we get the website either or to sign up you can get your the show notes sent to you with all the articles that we used in today's episode and future episodes and it'd just be good as like an archive if you want to see what we're using as our sources i think we have to be as transparent as possible not unlike our mainstream media and just be able to get the truth out there the lies stop here as me and chan like to say we get the gavel out for the youtube listeners again Yes, we got to stop stop all the lies and just be defenders of the truth. So, Chan, close us out. Any last thoughts, man? No. Yeah, the, the only thing is uh, thank you to the listeners. Uh, if you're listening uh, and you enjoyed what you, you heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, if you need any comments, uh, yeah. Uh, until next time, this is the Matt and Chan Show.
up in the morning, love. And the sunlight hurts my eyes. And something without warning, love, bears heavy on my mind. Then I. I know it's gone. 